I'm so happy to be back. We've, <laughs> we've taken a long break, but I'm glad we're back. We had to take a sabbatical. A sabbatical for our own mental health. <laughs> no, it's just been very busy. <clears throat> yeah, busy, 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 busy. Um, what have you been busy with? <laughs> well, glad you asked. Um, same stuff. <laughs> Uh, um, <laughs> Everyone hears the same stuff every week. Yep. Seeing clients, seeing clients three days a week. Um, I had a um, one of my first days as a RBT, um, doing mm-hmm. ABA intervention, which is applied behavioral analysis, which is a sort of behavior programming kind of intervention for students with autism. Uh-huh. Just teaching them basic life skills labeling, manding, requesting, things like that. So, did yeah. that. It was kind of rough. It wasn't rough. It was just it just started out in a really funny way. If especially if you don't understand ABA. So, I got to the site and the girl was like, "Oh yeah, this is student and so and so." I was just shadowing cuz it was my first day. Right. Just so and so and then he was on his iPad. And then once we were about to start session, she was like, okay, like, um, you know, you can do 10 more minutes of iPad and then we're going to start session. Yeah. But then his iPad died mm. and he was like, where's the charger? And we couldn't find a charger for it. And then she was like, okay, so we can't do iPad. And then we gave him alternative choices. That's one of the things that you do. It's like, you can go outside or we can do this. And then <laughs> he just like, freaked out and just started like throwing stuff around the room punching the file cabinet like take (laughs) took a box of like puzzle dumped out all the pieces and then there's like one of those three tier like um little pull out little pull out drawers and it had like scissors pencils markers scissors took that dumped it scissors got paint squeezing everywhere and the reason we didn't intervene is because we were that behavior that he was doing, yeah. that tantrum, yeah, uh, was on extinction, uh-huh. which means we don't respond to it in the moment. We let him just do it completely. Wow! For as long as he needs to, and he did it for like ten minutes, just terrorizing this room. That's and then he, but he did. But it was yeah, it was in de- it was a funny way to start it. And then, but what's funny is like after he did it all. You could see him kind of slow down. Then he was like, oh, I made I made a big mess because I was angry. And then he like sat down and he was like thinking about like pondering what he was did without us even saying anything. And then he's like, we need to clean this up. And then. Wow. Yeah. And then we we're like, OK, <laughs> we'll help you clean it up. Well, I feel like we can relate with marriage. <laughs> this story. Sometimes you just got to let you the just, other person have a tantrum. throw things around, have a tantrum, and then at the end, they'll come to their senses and be like, you made a mess. Yeah. True. <laughs> we didn't even plan that, but that's a good metaphor. Yeah. I mean, I've done that. I don't know if I've thrown things, but I've definitely thrown tantrums and then come back and been like, hey, um, yeah, so about that tantrum yeah. I just threw. Oh no, I can relate too. Because it's one of the Anger things where, like, gets in, in the moment, then, if you give energy to it and try to stop it, it makes it worse. Worse, yeah. And so it's sometimes like you sometimes you go. just gotta let them do it. 
do their thing. Do it, yeah. Wow. But that, well, it was just it was just a funny start because it was like I showed up and then five minutes later that happened and I, I wasn't. I think she like the lady who was running session. Yeah. She felt more uncomfortable than me. Yeah. Of like this is a first terrible day. first impression or <laughs> yeah. like especially if I didn't know what extinction was mm-hmm. which is where mm-hmm. you don't respond to it and you let him just do it and carry it out to the end like right. it would have come off as something really out of control and disorganized but right i was totally like you knew what to chill expect. with it yeah so, also yeah. you're just chill in most circumstances like that like you're just like okay let it out <laughs> he did that to me the other day he goes just let it out just of course that out. that fired me up that did not help me but you're just like let it out i'm like oh boro Bro, 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 bro. But in that scenario, it was great for you to just be like, let it out. It's fine. It's okay. We all have tantrums sometimes. They all just look different mm-hmm. <laughs> or the same. <laughs> I wish I had paint to throw around. That would be nice. Yeah. It'd be like Our a house fun, would be cool. creative. Yeah. I still don't know how that brown spot got up there. <laughs> I think it's from a smoothie shooting up there. There's like this little brown dot and then a few little splatters <laughs> around it up on her ceiling and i always notice it but I'm like, me too why don't we just clean it i don't understand us. i don't know it's one of those things where you know when there's something that you just see that's Every out of day. place yeah. like our um toilet paper holder yes and that's like out of place but we for whatever reason you just get it. used to just seeing it and not doing anything about it for like a year I know. I told you yesterday, I said, hey, we should have my dad fix that when he comes. <laughs> that like, did you know what you were doing with that? No. Okay. Because that was like a motivator for me to fix it. Like really? That, as a man. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, she's going to ask her dad to do it. That's going to like, <laughs> that's going to make me look weak. <laughs> like, I'm not even the man of my own house. I can't even. Fi- so it's <laughs> funny. That's all you got to do yes. is whenever you want just say. Yeah, or like when uh, like a guy friend of mine, you're like, oh yeah, why don't you have them come over and do it? I don't think you're trying to, but I'm like, what? I can do that in my own house. Oh well, I mean. So that's a. Why am I telling you how you can manipulate me in the future? (laughs) Hey, this is a very harmless manipulation. Okay, if it was something big, be a problem. But this is like just small ways of getting the little light under your butt. You know, Mm -hmm. just do it. Okay. How's your week? My week, yeah. I mean, we're actually living separate lives right now. I think, like, I, I we talk about what happens in each other's days, but we're yeah. really like distant right now because what Ships happens in the night? Yeah, is he goes early to internship, then I have work, then I come home late, and he has work that he's already started with Uber. So we're just yeah, ships in the night right now, which really sucks. But this weekend we're making up for it because Drew's on spring break. Woo! So today's Monday and he has it off. Yep. And so we get to spend today together. And we spent all day yesterday together, which was really nice. Um, so my week was good. Drew. You have to watch the YouTube video to watch what Drew just did. I just did the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, you'll get a Blessing. break from me later today. I'm gonna go do my nails with the girls. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, you can I know what you're gonna do. Play, Play game. video games. I got PGA Tour 2K23 for $5 out of pocket because it was on sale for... So it's normally a $60 game Mm -hmm. and it was on sale for 65% off for... What? I don't know why. I have no idea why. Okay. Um, But also... players And then also, 
um, my sweet future sister-in-law, Haley, got me a $15 gift card for Xbox online. And Aww. so after that sale and that gift card was applied, $5. $5 discount. $5 foot, foot long. long. Well, relate. thanks, Haley. That's so nice. Um, okay, my week. Let's see. You know, one thing that's amazing, a tip for marriage, since we're talking about marriage today, is whenever you have like a small amount of time, you can fit something in, make it work. We've done lunch. We did lunch mm. at a coffee shop last week, and that was so great. Then we did picnic at the beach on Saturday because we would just not see each other all day long. So Drew came with sandwiches in hand on the scooter and we went to the beach together. We I took off my I took off my scrub top and it was just like yeah. in my I don't know if she said bra. it, but this was we during her chilling. lunch break at work. I did say that, yeah. Oh you did? Okay. Yeah. So fitted it we fit in small amounts of time into the lunch break because I have an hour lunch break right now. Which you know what's interesting? I haven't thought about this, but I work nine hour days for a one hour lunch. Does that make sense? Like normally it's eight hour days for yeah. I haven't experienced that. All my jobs, I thought the same thing. I thought it wasn't like a, a nine to five or whatever, but it's not. It's always been a nine hour day, day and a really? one hour lunch. Yeah. Cause oh, I just am not used that to way it you I'm get nurse, the 40 so. hours. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it sucks. Sucky. And then I'm not sure lunch. I like this. I'm kind of thinking maybe three twelves might be my next move. I know. I never thought I'd go back to it, but I'm kind of like, is this worth it? Because you're always tired every single day. Yeah. Instead of being the tired. Five day maybe week. Two days. Sucks. Three days. Yeah. I don't know. I need to think about I that. I don't know. More Whenever I, I yeah. have my own practice, I'm going to do four day weeks. I don't care. Wow. Lucky you. Maybe I can match that by doing some job that's four days a week. That's what yeah. Or two, uh, three, my three shifts. Yeah. Anyway. Um, okay. So we went and hung out with friends this weekend. They had it or this week. They had us over for dinner on Wednesday. That was really nice. We got to, excuse me, spend quality time with them. They made us uh, Louisiana beans and rice. Yeah. They're such a fun couple. I really yeah, like them. And too. they're like just celebrating their one year of marriage. Like I know this week or something. I know. So we got to talk so about marriage. So we really marriage. liked them. That was fun. Had a lot in common. So. We do. I finished my favorite book of this year so far it's called remarkably bright creatures it's about an octopus and it was so cute highly recommend to read it it's like a 400 page book and it was so cute it's so good well written um so that was really fun and then um drew watched the hunger games for the first time oh yesterday. last night yeah it was super good i remember when it came out i just was not interested, interested yeah really in anything at that time but <laughs> Um, first one came out in 2012. I was looking up the timeline because I'm like, what's, how recent are these? But I remember it came out and so on, so on, so on. But anyway, watched it that last was night. Our and senior year of high I school. I loved it. I thought it was so good because it has everything: now, sci-fi, action, the beautiful Jennifer Lawrence love story. Yeah, Drew loves Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. <laughs> She's my celeb. Crush. You know who's really cute too is Liam Hensworth. Yeah. I'm like. Mm. He's a cute little boy. I bet. I feel like he comes into play in the future. You think so? Uh, movies, yeah, for yeah, sure. They're not gonna waste that pretty face. <laughs> we should watch the second one tonight. I'm down. Yeah, There's they're all four. on Netflix right now. Yeah, top ten right now. T top ten pick on Netflix. Trending. So. Trending. I feel like it gets. It's gonna get crunk. I know. Okay. 
um, I, to kind of. I predicted what? a lot of that movie, though. You did, yeah. I asked him Around a couple at questions. I every said every turn, I like got it spot on. Yeah, I said, "Who do you think's gonna be picked?" And he said, "Well, you asking that makes me think it's not gonna be straightforward." So he guessed it was. No, 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 don't spoil it for anyone who hasn't heard it. Wait, what? Hunger Games has been out for. Yeah, almost but, ten years. But Drew. if anyone's like me, they haven't seen it yet. Okay. No spoilers. Whatever. So, thank you. Yeah, you go. You're welcome, guys. Saved you. <laughs> for Hunger Games spoiler, it's been out for almost 10 years. Okay. Hey. <laughs> Whatever. Even if it's Toy Story, you still don't spoil it. Okay, babe. Okay. Um, okay, to transition into like marriage topic, I actually have a funny thing I asked on Instagram. I just asked uh, this morning, actually. So I was eating my breakfast, and I was having delicious tomatoes. <laughs> and I thought, what aversions do other spouses have that their other, like the opposite can just eat it, it, eat it all, all the time because their spouse won't touch it. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, you know what? I have some of the best ones. Tomatoes. You will not eat them. I can eat all the tomatoes in the world and you'll never touch them. <laughs> Don't say avocados because that's not true. I do like avocados. <laughs> they just have to be fresh. He's just very picky about his avocados. They have to be like perfect like even if there's brown he gets if there's any brown no which is oxidization it's not that they're bad anyways i know but and then i can taste it yeah 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 and then also he won't he can't he can't have tiramisu oh yeah no and i love tiramisu so i can eat all the tiramisu i want you can kombucha yeah, but when you made that kombucha, I drank a lot of it. True, when I made my own kombucha. Just, if it's not yeah. super fermented. Yeah. If it like doesn't have that really alcoholic taste. Yeah. Then, you yeah. won't touch it. And then um No, I I won't drink it. Won't drink it. Yeah. And then wine. <laughs> I can oh, have yeah. all the wine I want. All the alcohol she wants. Yeah. And he won't touch Even it. though you like drink like drink. once every two months. Like <laughs> Yeah, I'll drink like a glass while I'm cooking most of the time is what I like to do. Have a glass oh, of wine that's, that's a thing, while yeah. cooking because cook. it's already a hassle to be cooking. Although, I don't know, I say that, but it's kind of therapeutic for me. But drinking while cooking is a nice combo for me. I like that. Yeah, that's very Italian. <laughs> it's very Italian. Thank you. Mm, my Italian roots are coming out. I don't have any. I don't have any. Bon, bon do you have any? Bonjour, no. I don't know. No. You just have know. Norwegian. Nor- oh, like heritage? Yeah. I don't have any Italian. Yeah, it's, yeah. No, it's Norwegian. Norwegian. Norwegian, Swedish, German, English, Irish, Scottish, and then a little bit of Jew. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. A little bit of like European Jew. Not like big nose Not like Israeli. But, oh my <laughs> just God. kidding. You don't have a big my, nose. I know. My no, you don't. My grandpa does. Yeah, but yours is very proportionate. Yeah. It's not true. But the thing is, my nose has been the same size since I've been like two years old. So when I was two, my nose was this size, so it was huge. Oh. But then I grew into it. Yeah, so you did look Jewish when you were a baby. Yeah, it looked like um, <laughs> Despicable Me. I have a funny story, actually, about that. So when, when Drew and I were first dating, I found out that Drew loves... No? I don't know. I just realized that might have been <laughs> offensive, talking about Jewish people having big noses. But I am... You are. I have some Jew in me. Yeah. And also my grandpa. We're just talking about him. We're not saying Jews have big noses. Okay. Ah, Moving on. Okay. We can move on. Fine. Okay. Yeah. No heart. No, no offense. No. 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 Not trying to be mean. Um, okay. Marriage. Okay. 
We're talking about marriage. It's the last of, well, I don't know why I closed that. I need that. <laughs> it's the last of this, of our series that we're doing on dating, engaged marriage. Um, so, well, okay. I'll, I'll recap a little bit again. If those, ha- those who are just like listening to the marriage podcast and didn't listen to the engagement or anything. So we got engaged two and a half years after we started dating. We got, we were engaged for five months. Then we got married. And then we got, we were married for a year and we were living in Austin, Texas, and we were living in a cute little duplex together that we waited a long time to get into together. We had gotten it prior to our names were on the lease, everything. Drew was paying some of the rent, um, but I had a roommate at the time. And so we lived together and, or didn't live together until we got married. And then we got married and Drew moved all his stuff in. And that first day when we like got to open presents with the fire on and just like chill for the first time after marriage yeah that was like so beautiful we talked about that in engagement yeah that's how we ended the dating episode i think the first dating episode oh was it Mm. so beautiful that was such a that's such a like a milestone we're home yeah we lived together also it was basically my first time living on my own yeah and i was 24 four five I had just turned 24, so you're 25. 25, yeah. So I was 25 first because I had just lived with my parents right. because I went to college right, 10 minutes five. down the yeah. road and so stay with them. And so, yeah, yeah, it was like a lot of firsts. <laughs> so let's talk about that first year since we're talking about firsts. Yeah. Um, like what sticks out to you in that first year of marriage? Um, uh, I would say trying to put finger on what and i'm trying to set the scene so i was in labor and delivery nurse work at the hospital Mm -hmm. down the street yeah i was working in college admissions Mm -hmm. okay yeah i mean a lot of it was it was just a lot of excitement um because we were both like yeah we were both working full time and so we Mm -hmm. were getting good paycheck right our loans were still on pause (laughs) this was before the covid paused him indefinitely and hopefully right. forgives him <laughs> oh, um so nice. but anyway yeah it was uh so that was cool having dink double income no kids yes and then uh just having our own place and like man like we found such a good place like i loved that little duplex I know. two bedroom two bath yeah and we were paying 1200. Yeah, yeah, like 1275 or something so like awesome. that. So awesome. Yeah, like less than 1300 and it had like a yard for yeah. Zelly. Yep. It allowed dogs, hardwood floors, there was a garage. Yep. Um I know, was, we had it made. We were living by the yeah. green belt so we could like ride yeah, our bikes to the go, green belt and hang yeah. out at the at, and like Bunch there's a hiking trails hiking trail and a biking trail this neighborhood called walnut creek in Zelly's austin vet was literally right down the road yeah. there's a sonic down the road yeah the a domain deli, taco this, deli down the yeah, road yeah the domain just like this big shopping yep. center is close by yep yeah it was a good spot and like couldn't beat the rent and of course austin fc was utilities built right down the were so we pay more here for electricity yeah even though we only run the air conditioner at night yep like than we, we did in austin did. like almost double like austin in the summer when we had like the air conditioning going all summer it was like still less than 200 bucks yep <laughs> uh i don't know if that's probably true now but yeah because it's probably climbing but yeah anyway it was a nice year so yep. that was exciting having the jobs having the house and then yeah. of course just like i don't know living together and we bought the stuff that we wanted like we got a king bed so it was kind of like it was being fun. like big kids being like 
I'm going to do what I want now that I'm an adult. Yeah. I remember like playing with Legos a lot. Yeah. We watched Friends for the first time that Mm -hmm. year. Um, I did. I watched Friends all the way through with Drew. I'd never watched Friends like like that. Yeah. Um, we even made like a Lego set of the Friends together. Yeah, that yeah. was fun. That's we fun. made a lot of meals together. Um, we got into Arbonne, so we were like eating pretty clean, um, making a lot of smoothies. Yeah. I was gardening a lot. I would go to a nursery down the uh, not down the street. It was pretty far actually in Austin, but I'd make like little succulent arrangements outside in the backyard with Zelly and on my days off. Like it was a good time. Yeah, it was. What were some of the difficulties? That yeah. We had? Um, I would say. I would say like. I I kind of want to speak for you because I feel like this might have been one for you. I don't know you want me to but tread lightly i know um that you were you wanted to like speak your mind and tell me what you did and didn't want but you didn't feel like you could at the time oh that came into play kind of yeah i think like and i was some of it i was just feeling out early marriage it was like if i had an issue with something sabrina said or did to me or like if i had a need that i felt like wasn't being met yeah. I didn't know the threshold of when I should share that with her or when I should just kind of like let it go, you know? Right. And so it was like I was well, I guess the way to say it is like I wasn't sure what was me like maybe being self-seeking mm-hmm. versus what was important to tell her. Yeah. And so that I was just feeling through that and then uh kind of what eventually happens when you just hold stuff in is that it comes to the surface it boils over you know um yeah and so uh, i don't know but i feel like now getting a better sense of like what i can just let go versus what i can ask you for like for for instance just like i don't know small things like hey you know like we just talked all about your day but you didn't ask about my day like if it seems like no matter how i say that like comes out wrong yeah you know what i mean but then it's like you know some days if sabrina has a really hard day and she doesn't have a lot of bandwidth and we talk about her stuff like i can sacrifice like talking about my day this Mm. is just an example i can sacrifice it yeah but then also if it's like becoming a need you know yeah uh, or if it's repetitive or a pattern you know then i could just be like you know i'd really like to share about my day too if you're willing to listen yeah but It's just hard for it to not come out sounding passive aggressive. (laughs) Yeah. I think something that I was struggling with the first year was I I had been living on my own for a while. Oh, yeah. And I was pretty independent and I was spending the money the way I wanted to spend my money at Target. (laughs) Um, Oh, yeah. And and Airy and all that, you know, and and so I was really enjoying like that life. But then getting married, it was kind of like Drew's like you know, we're spending a little bit too much at Target and I wasn't like really listening. I didn't really care because it was my money and I was spent, I was like, had my first job as a labor and delivery nurse and that was like huge for me, you know? Yeah. Um. So I think I was spending a little unwisely. I wouldn't say like terribly, but like where I was like racking up credit, but, um, but I would say I was spending unwisely and that was causing a little bit of chaos. And then I would say I was like very interested I was only kind of interested in my own well-being at that time because I, again, was on my own for so long that I was really enjoying myself and what I wanted and what I felt like was needed. And so I was having a hard time meshing our lives together and looking out for Drew's own needs. 
um, which I'm still working on. I oh, mean, that's sure. something you're always working on. But I think yeah. I was really bad at it the first year. I yeah. just didn't know how to, I didn't know how to let, For also, for example, like some of the things that you would do that would bother me, I was really having a hard time letting go. Like mm. I was really thinking about them too much, like the sleeping in or the whatever, oh, yeah. you know, like I was just really upset by it. Um, now I've like been able to give it up a little bit, but it's, it's still hard. No, yeah. Still working on it. Onto the like selfishness in early marriage. It's like, it's selfishness. I think it's kind of a bad term because it has this connotation that it's like negative and it's self centered. And there are some forms of selfishness that you need to do. Like, right. You have to bathe yourself. You know, you have to choose what foods you eat. You need to look at, be selfish. You need to take your medicine, you know, metaphorically and literally. So you think those um, are like selfish? And so like needs. there's there's like selfishness of like you know taking care of yourself. But then mm. before you're married and you're just looking out for number 1, right. you you just think in terms of yourself. How right. does this affect me? What yeah. do I get out of this? What do what, I want? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um and so it's like just flipping that switch uh and you know including it considering other people in your plans. Yeah. So yeah. That one's really tough. And like I keep reiterating, it's something that I think you're learning all the time because I wouldn't yeah. say now four years in that we have that. Down no, pat. <laughs> honestly, I don't think we do. But I think one thing we do now is we ask. Yeah. What are your expectations for this? Yes. Like, what do you what need? What can we do? What do you need? What would you like to do? You yeah. know, like communicate it. Yeah. And it doesn't mean because the thing is, we we would get frustrated at one another for not meeting our expectations or right. needs even though we didn't communicate them. Right. And it was like, basically it was like, you need to read my, read mind, my mind and know my needs yep. before I even know them right. or else you don't love me. You know yeah. what I mean? We didn't say that verbally, but that's essentially like what is going on yeah. subconsciously. And so yeah. then we learned to communicate expectations. Yeah. And then of course that swung to the other end of the pendulum where it's like just always talking about your own needs. Like these are my love languages. This is what I need. This is what I want from you. This is what I need, what I need. What I... Right. And then it's like, you forget that marriage is about loving the other person right. and trusting that They'll they're going to the love you back. back. Yeah. Instead of just like, love me, love me, love me, love me, love me. Instead of I love you. And then I love you, you know? Yeah. 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 Hmm. Okay. So year two, we decided to travel nurse, right? Yeah, that was when COVID hit. Yep, COVID hit, and we were like, you know what? Let's go travel nurse. It's going to be really good money, and we get to go travel yeah. instead of sit at home and be oh. scared. And Yeah, hmm. one of the things, and this kind of goes into travel nursing, one of the tough things about um, like the first year of marriage was like marrying into your college debt. Mm. which like sucks because I, well I was really fortunate that my parents paid for yeah. my undergraduate of private um, school yeah well but I we had financial aid and stuff but yeah I mean it wasn't cheap but anyway um yeah so my I didn't I graduated with zero student zero debt completely <laughs> and then um Sabrina inherited like two loans that had you know payments that were relative to our income at the time and our income was good because we were both working full time right etc cetera, etc cetera. um and so that was like tough so immediately that debt like put 
like a um stressor on you. Yeah, like put a stressor on our finances that kind of compounded like into other stress and other debts and things like that. And so that was kind of frustrating, like oh, hitting that, that wall that. early Happy. on. Yeah, I just felt like it started us on like a tough Financial. trajectory. Yeah. Um, but you know, but we're learning. It wasn't and my over fault it. either. No, like, it's yeah. not anybody's fault or anything yeah. like that. It's not I'm not saying everyone should have their school no paid for. Everyone should have mom and daddy pay for it. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm it's more just yeah. like it was learning that hurdle of being like, wait, they take this much money out of our account and it's for nothing. And, just, and now it, it basically like, is like money just going poof because yeah. it doesn't really do anything. It doesn't do anything. I mean, yeah, it's paying for something you already did, but it's like, yeah, wait, what? Usually money has utility and you see the fruits of it. You know what I mean? Oh, so yeah, it's like, I believe me. It, it weighs me down too. So anyway... Okay, so then second year of marriage, we were like, let's go travel nurse. Yes, yeah, which and is the, why I was saying yeah, the debt the and debt the money. The debt was also important to yeah. try to get off, yeah. our, off our backs. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then we travel nurse, and we decided to go, go elsewhere. So then I think the challenges evolved into very different challenges yeah. because then we're having to organize how to get ourselves to another state, travel there, mm-hmm. uh, find, housing. find housing, find housing for the dog, finances a new job drew what is he gonna do he's in his master's now by the way he got that was online online he started his master's second year of marriage right or first year i think it was the end end of the first year first year Mm -hmm. yeah so really quickly right into our marriage i forgot about that but that was good i'm glad you started early because it does take so long to finish so i'm glad you started it right away because that was the whole that was your goal from the very beginning yeah so it's okay that it's crazy it that it's I like that. This far. I know, but I know this is a great. This is great to remember how far we've come because it's been a long time. I know I'm picking my nails. It's weird. Don't look at me. It's okay. We're Don't doing be our nervous. nails. We're doing our nails today, so I have to take them off. Anyways, um. So okay. So then we travel. So then we go to Montana, and I think our that was a really great assignment for our first assignment. Yeah, that was good. What What do you feel like came, good came out of that? Um, because I feel like those are like little increments of our marriage. Every state, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Uh, I don't know. It was kind of our first. It just felt like kind of freeing. freeing yeah. Yeah, and yeah, it was during freedom. COVID. Right. So like, and the, they had no. The COVID world was shut there. down, and we moved to this small town yeah. in Montana called Haver. It's in north central Montana. It's like thirty minutes south of the Canadian border. Yeah, which was closed due to COVID. But anyway, <laughs> we moved up there, and there was zero cases of COVID because people don't really go to and from this town. <laughs> they just kind of stay there. There's only ten thousand people there, and people are not coming and going. And so COVID didn't really exist. There no. was no mask mandate. It was like. It, w- it wasn't the topic of conversation. Nope. You know, it, it was, was like, awesome. And so, yeah, it was just, it was really simple. It was yeah. just a simple, small Montana town. And yeah. I play golf with my railroad buddies. And then we, <laughs> we made friends super quickly. Super quickly, yeah. Um, we went to church. We got invested really quickly. I was yeah. learning how to make sourdough with a friend. I was learning how to make kombucha with a friend. I yeah. was learning how to, like, I was on variable shifts, so that was a little bit hard. So sometimes I'd work nights, sometimes I'd work days. But I could ride my bike or walk if I really chose to get to work because it was yeah. so close. 
Um, Drew would drop me off and pick me up, which was nice. That always helped me feel better about mm-hmm. ending and starting the day. Um, yeah, and we then, spent course, time outside with friends because it was in the summer, so we could be in Montana outside. <laughs> yeah, it was super <laughs> nice. The weather house. was perfect. We could um, walk to the Dairy Queen. <laughs> yeah, we stayed at a really cool house. It was a like two bedroom house that they had restored. This old, you yeah. know, family home in Montana in this really pretty neighborhood with all these overgrown trees and we had the best neighbor uh yeah really cute neighbors um and then yeah yeah, and then of course the money that you were making was really good and a lot of it was tax-free because with travel nursing you get a living stipend because you're working away from your primary residence right and so we were just we were it's good money and we like budgeted and this and that but then we got a little bit lazy with the budgeting and we were just kind of spending yeah what we made (laughs) <laughs> yeah but um nike shoes yeah <laughs> yeah and then uh not crazy i feel like it's relative but for no, us oh yeah it wasn't crazy. it wasn't crazy we just were we weren't being smart we weren't being structured with how we were right we weren't budgeting money. you know what i mean it was just yeah. kind of like oh yeah we've got it so use it you know yeah. and then you were in school so yeah. you were doing school while i was yeah. at work sometimes mm-hmm. and then ish. i set up <laughs> the office down in the basement in the basement there's a basement it's out cool. there yeah it's first desk. basement experience we don't have basements in texas it's too rocky um, <laughs> can't get through the limestone. can't dig it yeah exactly and so um and then we were going to yellowstone and glacier all the time yeah we did all the excursions yeah. So I think what I got out of that assignment was we freedom, like you said. We just had yeah. a lot of freedom to be ourselves. We COVID was in existence, so we were just really enjoying life without restrictions. Um, and I felt like our marriage was really good. We were really thriving there. Like we were outside a lot with a dog and just yeah, it was nice. Yeah. You good. didn't have a job, so we were able to spend a lot of time together on my days mm-hmm. off. I which just was did great. school. Yeah. yeah which was wonderful. So I think that was overall a really good experience. Any negatives from that, from that assignment? Um, I mean, we talked about I the think, finance part. I mean, I think it started me a little bit on like kind of a lazy trajectory. Mm, yeah. Like, of course I had school to work on. Right. But, um, but like, no job to keep you accountable. Yeah. There wasn't, I, I think I had a little bit too much freedom. Yeah. Um, like not enough structure, which, I was excited because I was like, oh, I can do all this self-improvement and this and that. But I didn't really, I guess, have the discipline. Yeah. And so I was just kind of like, woo, yeah, like work on school a little bit and then just like play video games and then like play golf with these buddies like uh, like probably two, three times a week. Yeah. Um, Which was, you know, it was which cool. Was good. It's yeah. just everything in moderation. But yeah. I just yeah. didn't have a lot of accountability. and. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right. Um, which, then, yeah, which did play into later on, like feeding that a little bit. Yeah. Because you I missed think so. that. And so you were right. looking for that again. But really, yeah. that's not life. You don't just not have a job. And like, yeah, exactly. exactly. It, have was, a bunch of time. it was sort of a escapist kind of thing. Yeah. Which I was happy to like give you that. But in my heart, I was a little resentful, right? Yeah. Like, I was like, maybe you could get a job with. Um, our other friend at the bar, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but that just wasn't an option in your eyes. So, right. Um, you love the free, I mean, I would too. I'd be like, yeah. bye, peace out. I'm going to yeah. be a stay at home mom with no responsibilities right, if I right. was in your situation. Too. Oh man. Um, okay. So then Montana, we went to Washington, Washington, Washington was tough. Yeah. I mean, for me kind of toward the end. Yeah. 
Um, well, I don't know. It was tough for me all the way. It was, it was night th- shift. It was yeah. cold and just desolate because it was like Jan. It was October, November, Jan, December, and then a little bit of January. So it was yeah. very cold. No sunlight. I was on night shift. We were spending no time together. Yeah. You were still in school. Mm-hmm. Um, I had applied for a couple jobs there, but I didn't hear oh anything yeah. back. What and then I was also for? working with. Oh, yeah. A friend. Uh, yeah. With a friend, like doing some. Woodwork and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Doing. Yeah. A little uh, labor here and there. Yeah. Manual labor. Um, which was AA fine. meetings, right? Yeah, I went to some meetings with him. Yeah. Um, but everything was still masked and everything. We went to church, but very rarely because again, COVID was such a disaster. Yeah, there. and it was in Washington, and they were very, it was strict. very strict there. And they were, you know, to their defense, they were hit really hard. Yeah. With it, and true. But I mean, we did. We found a church. That's one thing we've done is we've always plugged into a church yeah. right away whenever yeah. we've moved somewhere. Yeah. And um, it's helped. Yeah, and we've. You know, met this really, really cool older couple oh, yeah. in their 60s. Oh, and we were probably their kids' age. Yep. And so we hung out with them a lot. Yeah. And, you know, Even did dinners Christmas with, with them. them. We did Christmas with them. Yeah. Um, they were just, I don't know, I we just hit it off. Al Anon meeting with them. with them. Yeah. I went to Al Anon meetings regularly on the weekdays after work. Yeah. Sidebar, I'm, I'm a recovered alcoholic and, um, and sober almost 10 years it'll be 10 years this week yeah yeah and so but we still i still work my program you know not because i'm worried about drinking but just because i want to continue to grow spiritually and and have what's called emotional sobriety so it's like the tools there of you know surrender self-reflection prayer connection with god service to others like you know, make reconciliation. No one can argue with those tools. So no, no, that's no. essentially what the 12 steps is boiled down to those things that I just said. That's cool. I never heard the term emotional, emotional sobriety. sobriety yeah. We all need being of a sobriety. sober mind is like being like clear headed, right. rational, seeing things as they are being yeah. grounded, you know? Yeah. Everyone could use an AA meeting. <laughs> yeah. No, some people are drunk on control, drunk on uh-huh. power, drunk on codependency, spending. whatever spending. Yep. Anxiety, selfishness. Yeah, those meetings were so helpful. And they were in person, so that was so nice because nothing was in person. Um, And it was at a cute little coffee shop called The Oasis, which actually our friends used to go to that lived in Washington. You know who I'm talking about? Oh, the ones who live in Hawaii? Yeah. Oh, really? They yeah. Go there? Oh, they cool. go there. They we just talked about that the other day. I was like, no "Did you way. go? Did you ever go to Oasis?" They're like, "Yeah." That's so cool. Anyway, Oasis is a cool coffee shop because it actually gives back to the community with um, youth that are on the streets in Washington. Yeah. So every coffee and it's Cafe merch, Oasis, right? Yeah, Cafe yeah. Oasis mm-hmm, gives back. So we really loved it, that coffee shop. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Washington was uh, it was nice too because we were outside as much as we could be with the cold, but we yeah. had Kitsap Trail right down the street. We had the Olympic National Park. We went to Forks. Like we did so much cool stuff. Yeah. Um. As much as we could. Yeah. With yeah. COVID restrictions yeah. and everything. I joined a gym, but then like the second wave of COVID oh, hit yeah. in November 2020, and so they, she, they shut it down. That's and right. And then. I, <laughs> I remember she would not like give me a refund. She kept telling me she would. Oh yeah. She's like, oh yeah, I will, I will. I'll process I it. I forgot I'll process about it. that. And then like, Never I, I mean, I would circle back to her, circle back to her like five times. She's like, oh yeah, no, I'm on it. Oh yeah, no, it's processing. 
And then finally, I just had to go through Chase, and then they refunded it. So Dang. Yeah. I forgot about that. Okay, so we were saying, like, it's kind of mixed. Like, our communication yeah. was kind of not there, there a little yeah. bit. I think the weather, the weather and night shift and then my idle hands, um, mm. like, sort of compounded. Yeah. And then toward the end, like... Oh. Yeah, I was, like, feeling... I was just having depression, like yeah. we weren't connecting well. Sabrina's emotions were haywire because yes. she was doing night, night shift. shift. Yes. And also we got COVID from a wedding. Yeah. And then I was out right. for like three weeks. So we were home away yeah. from all so like civilization for like three weeks because you're not allowed out. Yeah. You know, you're not allowed to go to the store. And then we we didn't go home for Christmas that year either. Yeah. So that was really tough. And Thanksgiving. We didn't go home for any holidays that year. Yeah. So that was that was really tough. Um, so then we moved to California, and I feel like California definitely helped because yeah. we were living with my aunt and uncle because of the family. Yeah, a yep. lot of like most of Sabrina's family lives in the Bay Area, San Jose area. Yeah, and so I think being around them, yeah, just like having that support, Absolutely. and then like yeah. living with your uh, aunt and uncle, yeah, who are also marriage counselors, yeah. Uh, they are they like are in a marriage counseling ministry. Christian ministry, right? And so they were always teaching us tools and stuff like that. So which I feel like we weren't ready for yet at that time. No, we were not ready. Not for ready. It. I was yeah. not ready for it. I'll speak for myself. I yeah. was not ready for them. I didn't care. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't want them. We were living the high life again. Like right, right. We and were making so much money, and I was just like, we're gonna go have fun, and like I don't want to have to think about all this hard stuff all the time. Yeah. Um. But we did kind of because then we got plugged into a church right away. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Got so much community around us. Started really investing in our relationship spiritually. Um. Got into a Bible study, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. Which was really helpful. We had our own gym, our, our own like garage gym that we were working out almost every day together at. Yeah. And we were eating pretty healthy, I would say. Yeah. Doing counting macros. Counting macros. <laughs> So I feel like that was good for us it in a way a, yeah, it was like of like a giving us more structure. Step in the right direction. Yeah. And that's also when we started to see a marriage counselor. Oh, yeah. Via telehealth. That's right. Yeah, she was we, in Austin. And yeah, we were, we were seeing a, a, yeah, a marriage counselor. And that's when that's we right. yeah, started to invest in it that way. And I think it was, I don't know, that's when things started to like come up and come to the surface right. that were maybe unaddressed. Mm, that's um, right. Yeah. Like, that's right. you know, stuff from our past relationships, yep. uh, mental health, um, yep. Yep. you know, traumatic experiences in the past. And that's when those started to kind of come up and yep. affect your relationship as they do. And so, yeah, we were working through it with the counselor um, and stuff. And I, I don't want to say that open Pandora's box, um, but it opened Pandora's box yeah, for better though. Cause no, it's going to yeah, come up eventually. It. Yeah. It's like better now than when we're like 50 and empty nesters. And then like, uh, who's this person I've been married to for 30 years? Yeah, you know totally. what I mean? So yeah. just looking at past yeah. relationships, like trauma, family history, like, yeah, basically just learning about fight or flight response, being triggered, taking time out. Yeah. Stuff True. like that. Yeah, we did learn a lot of coping skills, which was so nice. Um, and so then we were like getting kind of yeah, we were like really opening Pandora's box in California in that in that garage together. 
Um, and then we decided, well, why don't we just move to Hawaii? You know, we got some signs from God and we were like, why don't we move to Hawaii? And so then we ended up here. And I think Pandora's box had already been opened. And then we took Pandora's box to Cal- to Hawaii with us Yep. and opened it even more. Yep. And then living on an island by herself without family in a financial bind even more got even worse because then we we're living in a really expensive state um, and they don't pay travel nurses as well as they should. Yeah. Um, so then we were just like in crunch mode. And, right. and I think I we like, knew oh, some wow. of these factors were going to hit us, but we didn't know how hard. Yeah, um, I didn't foresee the financial thing. I had no idea it was going to be coming. this expensive. Yeah. Like just food and rent and all the basic things they just charge Jacked you so up. much for. Yeah. yeah. So then it compounded. Yeah. And being out here like. Really? You know, in the middle of the Pacific Ocean by ourselves, it was like God kind of brought us out here so that we didn't have the comforts to rely on. And I'm not saying support because it's important to have family and people you trust you know to like to help you through different things individually and in your marriage but yeah but also there's also ways through comfort to avoid some of those growing opportunities you know yeah Um, you're too comfortable or things are too familiar but out here we didn't have any Any of that Um, I mean yeah it's beautiful um, but we didn't have these things to fall back on yeah Um, and so yeah we were kind of forced to tackle you know tackle some really disagreements stuff. and yeah. learn how to communicate and um mental health and um <clears throat> a lot of things yeah so that's our first year in hawaii was just like what i learned was um it it, it it's gonna be hard yeah it's marriage is gonna be hard and either you stick with it and you keep at it and you keep praying and you keep seeking God and you keep asking him for help and you keep going to community and you keep praying on your knees and you cry it out and you find people who will help you get through it or you get out of it. Yeah. And it's either way, it's going to be hard. Yeah. Um, you choose so choose, your heart. yeah, choose your heart. Yeah. Marriage is hard. Divorce is hard. Yeah. Um, so choose your heart. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, there were times where we wanted to give up. It was just too much. Mm-hmm. Um, just not on the same page with anything and arguing couldn't every communicate, day. arguing, just like deep resentment toward each other. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we were seeing we, a therapist, but we just, but were that not just like opened things up more. Yeah. And, um, but it was one of those things where I don't feel like it could have been avoided. Like I felt like no. it was honestly like a blessing happen. and an yeah. opportunity to, not you know not only grow individual but like grow closer together learn communication skills um you know and then also through that we've you know been able to like help and support other couples yeah it's like dude we know what it what, feels like what it feels like yeah you know? um, and this isn't like a brag like this isn't like <laughs> in christianity where you're like oh i have the cool testimony oh i have the <laughs> cool marriage testimony like it's nothing like that. Actually, I just um, sometimes don't wish I had this cool yeah, sometimes, testimony because you know, it was like, flipping uh, hard yeah, to I mean, go through. I literally think some of some marriages are pretty, they can be pretty smooth sailing. Um, but, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think so. I, I think, debate so. That. I think so. You I mean, because so? maybe they did a lot of this stuff beforehand or maybe, I don't know, maybe it'll come up later or maybe they just have different issues. Yeah. I don't know. 
I think every marriage has something that. Yeah, when you bring two broken humans together. Yeah, what do you expect? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'd say my number one things that I learned was I cannot do marriage alone. I have to have some spiritual being to connect to, which is Jesus and God for me. Um, the Holy Trinity. And I needed to tap into that and I needed his guidance and I needed him to protect me in ways that I didn't know I needed. And, uh, I needed to spend time with friends to get re, uh, revived again and refreshed with words of life. I needed encouragement. I needed a therapist to talk things out. Um, I needed to truly examine my heart of like, how, what, what did I get into this marriage for? Like, was it for, for Sabrina's own gain that Sabrina just gets whatever she wants? Sabrina, you know, gets the love and affection and pursual that she's always dreamed of having? Or is it because I wanted to give back to Drew's life and make his life more um, meaningful and holistic and take care of him and love him and be his helpmate? Like, what was my reason? And so I was pressed up against a wall and literally it felt like, yeah. It, I described last year as the pit of despair because it felt like I was in a pit and I was trying to climb up out of the pit over and over and over and over again, trying and trying and trying, clawing my way out of the pit. And I could not until I surrendered. And I was like, God, I can't climb myself out of this. There's no way in hell I can get myself out of hell. You know that scene, anybody from Stranger Things? Mm. That was, we watched it and we both cried because um, we felt like that the, is the scene yeah, in our life. The Kate Bush running up that hill. Running yeah. up that hill. She's stuck in hell with that stupid, stupid, horrible Satan demon. Find, trying to find her, grabbing at her, clawing at her. And the only way she got out of it is because she heard music and she saw the light and she followed it out. That is how I felt. And finally, like, there was a lot of reprieve. We got the help we needed in a way that we didn't know. Um, my prayers started being answered. Drew got the help he needed. I got the help I needed. And then we were able to climb out of the pit only because I asked God to help me. Only because I yeah. surrendered it all and said, I don't know how to love him. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to help myself. And I, I just need your help, God. Um, and, and that's how I got. That's how we got out. Yeah. It's the only way. Yeah, for sure. It was a big active surrender um for both of us um i'm just thinking my mind is like flooded um because mm. it's good stuff yeah i mean i similar to you it was like if you keep fighting to try to control the relationship right and try to get out of it what you want or like you're trying to you're trying to make the relationship go the way that you want right. or the way that the way that this couple looks on Instagram, mm. you know, or like the mm. way that you think it should go or what mm. you're, if you're trying to force it, yeah. it literally like doesn't work. And no. it just, it takes a surrendering to, to God, right. And to the role of marriage, the respective role of husband and wife of what that means of how you pursue the other person. Right. And for guys, it's loving your wife as Christ loved the church. Um, and then for wives, it's submitting to your husband as unto the Lord. Um, but it's like we felt that weight, mm. like spiritually, and it was like, do I want to, you know, submit to this person? Right. Do I want to sacrifice 
for right. this person? Do right. they deserve right. my love? Right. You know, yeah. uh, what happens if they don't reciprocate? Mm. You know, what happens if they reject it? Mm. But mm-hmm. it's like at the end of the day, putting all those fears aside and just being like, yeah, they don't deserve it. But also I don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. You know, like we're both broken. We can be broken together. Right. Um, and then, yeah, choosing the person kind of all over again. And I mean, I feel like that's kind of been a theme in our relationship, maybe other relationships too, but like every like several years or so, even in dating, it was like choosing the person over again. Um, maybe because we're always changing and life mm-hmm. is always changing. There's always and something so we better to, that we're looking at. Yeah, or... we always have to continually choose the other person, just like we have to choose God. Christ, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. right. Because, yep. It's not, it takes effort and it takes intentionality, yep. you know, to continue seeking God, to continue loving yep. your spouse, yep. giving them words of affirmation, hugs, mm-hmm. um, walking through things with them, listening when they need to listen, giving them wisdom when they need to have wisdom, um, giving them grace when they take things out on you that don't have to do with you, but knowing that they just need to get it out and not taking it personally. Yeah. It's like, you know, that that's hard but it's ultimately worth it and you can like feel the life like that flowed back into our marriage you know yeah totally (sighs) yeah that was so tough oh my gosh yeah so um let's do another podcast one day like later on we could do a a deep dive on kind of that so uh, really like 2021 2022 yeah 2022 um so really i think in summary we have learned that marriage is complete sacrifice (laughs) it's a complete sacrifice no way or no matter which way you spin it it's going to be a sacrifice and you have to give up what you want a lot of the time to look at your spouse to turn your face to your spouse instead of to yourself in the mirror and um jesus is the only way (laughs) to get where you need to go He's the only one who's going to help you through hard situations and good situations even. Um, he's the only one that's going to steer you in the right direction. He's the only one who's going to be there to love you and care for you and serve you in the way that you're looking for because your spouse cannot do that for you all the time. Um, and ultimately, like in the Bible, what it says uh, is so true. Like the woman is to submit to their husband and the husband is supposed to love the wife as his as his as the church. Yeah. Um, and that, and don't use that stupid cop out of like, yeah. Oh, well I'm not going to lead cause you, you know, you don't submit anyway. Or what's the wife's one? Um, Oh, it would, it'd be easy to submit to him. If, if he, he was a good me, leader, like Christ yeah. loved the church. I would easily. So it's like, that is such a cop out. Cause that's it, not, sacrificing. it puts the onus on the other person. Yeah. I hear it over and over me and too. over again. It's me like too. blaming the spouse for why you don't love them. Instead of just starting yeah, yourself. Yeah, so taking initiative. It's yeah. like, neither of us deserve it. No. It's not fair. It isn't fair. But it's like, my, what's in my control? fair? Right. What's in my control <laughs> is how I love her, how I speak to her. Not, okay, well, once she shows a submissive attitude, then I can start. It's not like, and yeah. vice versa. It's not like, you know, her being like, okay, I'm going to withhold my love until he, like, loves me like the princess that I deserve. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, it'll, it'll never our, happen. That's what the voices tell us. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. That's what like that's what I hear in my head all the time. Oh, is like Drew doesn't from real people. That that's too. Any marriage post, like, n- like a, not necessarily from a Christian influencer because their followers are less toxic. But like, well, sometimes. <laughs> um, but like a worldly post about marriage or something, you'll just you'll see everyone being like. Oh, I would, but I get undermined every time I try to lead. That's what the guy says. And then the girl says, oh, well, I would, I, my natural response would be to submit and su- support them if they love me how they were supposed to. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Cop out. Stop. Tough, 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 tough. Okay. I have a question for you. We have polls from Instagram. Should we stop here and make like an extra podcast that'll be like maybe 30 minutes or just continue on with this one let's just the do the polls yeah because they're going to be good conversation starters so it's going to be hard to like cut the podcast but i guess everyone's been waiting for them to come those podcasts to come out so might as well make it long right okay here's a poll i started uh last week ladies going to the bathroom in front of each other cool with it or absolutely not what do you uh, think they said i think the girls are cool with it 78% say cool with it. Yep. Why Ga- do you think guys, guys versus girls? I think guys too are comfortable with it. Yeah, 64% say cool with it. Absolutely yeah. not. 36%. You're an outlier. Uh, I know. I well, I like my bathroom time. Like it's my it's my sanctuary. My golden <laughs> throne. Toy. Yeah, seriously. I'll have to be like, I'll have to tell Drew, I'll have to warn him like, hey, I really have to go to the bathroom. So if you're going to sit in there, let me know. Like I have to go first. No, I mean, some of it is, yeah, get in there and you get on your phone, YouTube and take a long poop, stuff like that. But I don't know. I just like, I don't know. I like the privacy. I also just don't like the smells. Yeah. And so I. I'd be cool with it if it's not poop. If it's pee, it's fine. Okay, next one is holidays. I ask girls and guys this question. Go to both sides or go to one house per holiday? One house. Yep, 52% oh, said go close. to one house and 48 said oh, go to both sides. Oh, it's basically 50-50. Yeah. Mm, I, you can work it either way. Both you sides can. is di- more difficult logistically. Yeah. We've learned that. And well, I feel like each side is going to feel like left you out cheated on them that's right and spent more time with the other yes. even if you don't so true um so it's logistically harder but i mean you can do it especially if they're in the same vicinity but if they're across the yeah the u.s or across the I world mean, that makes more doesn't sense. work yeah i think from the very beginning you and i kind of made it a pact like we'll go to we'll do every other you just alternate yeah even when we were dating we were like we don't really want to split our time. We'd rather just spend all of our time at yeah. one place. I mean, Let's we did that, that this past Christmas because it was yeah. necessary. Well, we had to, yeah. Because we don't live uh, there right now. Yeah, exactly. And it's you know almost three thousand miles away, <laughs> or it is three thousand miles away. And yeah. so we're like, okay, gotta do both. And it was a lot of back and forth. I mean, it was it still was fun, hard, but but it was like all that back and forth time could have been quality time if it was at one. Yeah. But then again, I don't, I don't know, I don't regret me either doing both this past year. But yeah, that I was our going, first time doing that, going back and forth. Yeah. So I don't it was know. We'll, we'll figure it out. We will. I know. And then add kids to it. Oh, that's hard. It's like we don't get to go to grandma's house for Christmas. We only go to yeah. one. Like, we kind of did both growing up. We did Christmas Eve, my dad's side, Christmas Day, my mom's side. They live so close to each other. Yeah, that's the thing too. And but ours will. If we're yeah, so. you know, if and when we well, I don't know, say if. I mean, 
our plan is to move back to Austin. And so we'd be close to both of them so we could split the time. Yeah. Um, hopefully in consecutive days, not alternating days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, ladies, using the same toothbrush? Sure, Ew. why not? Or gross? Gross. Girls say gross. Yeah, that's yeah. disgusting. 79% say gross. I know, I, I'm not cool with it. Some couples don't even use the same toothpaste. True. Because they have their own tube and they like to do their tube certain <laughs> That's way. such a funny thing you remember from marriage advice. I remember. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. exactly who told you that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, gents, using the same toothbrush? What do you think they gross. say? Gross. 57% Fifty-seven percent said gross. Forty-three said sure. Why not? It's all the desperate single guys. Drewy, it's bad. Oh yeah, let's share my saliva with them. Ew. Okay, ladies and gents, what do you think of therapy and marriage before problems? Like going to marriage proactively before you Things reach crisis. Is yeah. that what you're? Yeah, that's uh, what I meant. And I said, I said, love it, and it's helpful or not for it. I think it's slightly. Love it and it's helpful is my guess. 78% said love it and it's okay, helpful for almost, ladies and gents. Okay. Almost 80%. Yeah. Oh, that's good. And I did ask a few that said that it's not, they're not for it. Why? Um, and they basically just said like, you know, working through problems on your own is important. Like no matter what, like why have a therapist? It's themselves trying to help you through it. Like it would handicap. Doing it all the time. Their self-sufficiency. Yeah, of like communication. I mean, yeah, but I I could see that. But that's not really the role of the therapist. The therapist is to like come behind them and and to support them. Yeah. And so they're not, the therapist isn't going to tell you how to work through the problems. It's just, it help you optimize it or help you see things that aren't there. Yeah. But ultimately, like some therapists, like their ethical stance is that if they don't need therapy, then they like kind Shouldn't of be there. discharge them. Yeah. yeah. Or if they're not clear on goals or things like that. So time to let him go. Yeah. But I mean, I could see that if it's a good therapist, they would be able to recognize it yeah. and they would help kind of point out the blind spots because there's always room to grow. Yeah. And it's uh, it could go either way. You don't need it per se, but yeah. uh, it's a good resource to I have. I think blind spots are exactly it. Like we yeah. are humans and we're not going to see our own problems yeah. unless somebody pointed them out right. to us. Our, yeah, our pride Most is going to blind us yeah. to them. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Everybody, that's what's cool. Everyone has a choice and it's not like a necessity, you know, but it yeah. sounds like most people Also financially too. Yeah. Because like we're if pretty fortunate here yeah. in Hawaii, they do great mental health yeah, insurance. Yeah, we have great insurance Texas, coverage. Texas, you have to pay pretty pretty heavy price mm-hmm. to do therapy. So yeah, and a lot of financially private too. pay. Yeah. Oh, somebody else said culturally, it's just not acceptable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. So that's a problem too that they've been kind of basically molded into believing that's, this is not yeah. right in my culture. So kind therefore, I don't really feel. Yeah, it's a sign of weakness. Going to a stranger. So yeah. you have to be a hush hush about it. Yeah. Yeah. Or it brings shame upon your family. Exactly. So that's yeah. sad. Sad. Okay, so next question. Ladies, public display of affection is okay? Yes, I prefer, or no, don't really like uh, it. I'm going to say the lady said yes. 77% said yes, I prefer mm. it. 23 said no, I don't really like it. Mm. Yeah. I'm a big <laughs> I'm okay if it's affection. not obnoxious, but I get self-conscious about it. 
Like you won't make out in public. Nah. That makes you, yeah, look at your face. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I, I would. I just think about other I, people's thoughts. Sometimes too much. Yeah. yeah of like, wouldn't want to do anything to make someone uncomfortable. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't care. We're married. Yeah. I love it. I think it's a balance. Yeah. I mean, I think you show me displays of affection, not aggressively, but just like pats on yeah. the back, rubbing my back, things like that. Yeah. If it's genuine. Do you, do you think some couples show off with yeah. PDA? Yeah. Gross. Okay. Think about guys. What do they think? What do you think they said? Same. Yeah. Literally almost the exact same. 73% said, yes, I like it. Yeah. 27 said, no, I don't like it. Hmm. Ladies, should you check in emotionally every day? Every day? Mm, oh, this is hard. I'm going to say they said yes. 92% percent said yes whoa and eight percent said no i don't think so. wow i did ask why that eight percent said no but i don't think i got a response okay yeah um yeah this one's interesting i think women are more emotionally they desire more emotional conversations than men do so i think that's why it's so much higher um and every day, I think that's really helpful because then you know exactly where your spouse is every day. Mm-hmm. Even if it's a text message, it doesn't have to be like you sit there and you talk for hours on the couch. I think it can just be like a five minute, hey, how are you feeling today? Send them the emotional pinwheel, um, emotions pinwheel, you know, and then they just tell you, oh, I'm feeling stressed, overwhelmed, undesired, disturbed. I don't know. It's a weird word. Um, things like that. And then you just check in like that. Yeah, true. And sometimes it just, if you're connected to your spouse, you're just more in tune emotionally. Right. Sometimes it's, you need more of a formal check-in. True. Like, for example, Sabrina and I, we mentioned we're so busy that we have to be intentional about doing an emotional check-in. Yeah. Um, which which we, we don't do them every day. Yeah, no, we don't. But I would like to. But we genuinely, we ge- generally have a sense of how the other, or at least I think I have a sense of how you're feeling. I don't know if really? you always know what's going on with me but yeah you're harder to read yeah i wear my heart on my sleeve right so i think for you i would like a check-in because i don't know where you're at yeah yeah, yeah. i i base it upon like how you respond to me if you respond harshly i'm like oh he's in a bad mood right right. but if you respond in a kind gentle manner i'm like oh okay we're things are gonna go well today it just goes back to yeah check in just ask how are you doing not making assumptions yeah know? that's hard for me to do because then i'm like i don't want to start something that's not there yeah but yeah it's tough what do you think the guy said 60 40 yes yes really S- literally 60 percent said yes oh i really haven't seen these no i'm 100 percent today by wow. the way yeah these. i must be a social scientist you must no. be a social or just scientist. have common sense and be alive well no not all of these are common sense like oh yeah maybe not i know um, which is interesting to me to because I'm like, why no? Why not check in? I think the everyday part is like, people up, because yeah. if you're, it's emotional check-in, right? Right. So we remember we talked in cognitive distortions about how emotions can be taken to the excess yeah. and you can start having emotional reasoning right. and you can start to make decisions um, value your day, value your life based on how you're feeling yeah. or like, your feelings don't fully describe the full experience. Yeah. They're only one part of the equation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, it's, it doesn't mean you don't factor in feelings at all. Yeah. It's just that 
uh, emotions and feelings aren't the primary lens of which you're looking through things. Yeah. So that's my True. hypothesis. And guys just are more and likely less, not not to want to talk about emotions. We're less emotional, yeah. I guess. Which is not true in our marriage, but I like it that way. Uh, gents, fall asleep snuggling. Yes, I like it, or I'd rather not. I'm going to actually say that they said yes. Yeah, 85% yeah. said yes. Wait, why were you hesitant to say that they well, said yes? Because I'm not a big sleep. Oh. I like to have my personal space while I'm sleeping. Oh, Drew, you're so funny. Where I'm just like, please snuggle me, please. I just get I feel confined. Like, I know when I'm sleeping, I want to feel like I have room. I don't know. Yeah. I'm always like, please, can you be the big spoon? Please, can you snuggle me? <laughs> uh, ladies, fall asleep snuggling. Yes, please. I'd rather not. I'm going to say they said yes to Yeah, 67% said yes, please. And oh, more for guys than girls. Mm. Oh, no. Guys said 85%. Girls 85% said 67%. Yes. And girls yeah. said 67% yes. Yeah. 85 is more than 67. Yeah, guys said they wanted to snuggle Yeah, more that's what I was saying. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, guys said, responded more. Yeah. I mean, I could see that. It is like... It's pretty it's masculine yeah. to be in bed, like holding Snuggling. a woman when she's falling asleep. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel. I'm like, yes, Prince, yeah. hold your Also, princess. some of it is like, <laughs> I like to sleep. So I have a, I have a, I have a bad ear, like in my, oh. in my left ear, I'm, I basically have like 15% hearing. Yeah. And in my right ear, I have my hearing. So I actually like to sleep on my right ear because then I can't hear anything. Yeah. And sleeping on my right ear faces away from Sabrina. And yep. so it was like, we could change spots. I have thought about that. I just, I don't want the mess walking into the room to be right up front. <laughs> I like that your mess is hidden. Yeah, I have like a <laughs> kind of a, a cluttery Your corner. mouth tape back. The back. of your I need to get a little tape. trash can for yes. those. I use these single tape, single use mouth tape at night because you, because I'm trying to uh, breathe out of my nose while I'm sleeping because right. better oxygenation, better sleep, and it's just kind of a trend right now. Right. Um. So yeah, and so there's all these single use that I just put over there. It's not as gross as it sounds. It's not to but me. It's <laughs> weird to me. I'm just like, can it you is please weird, pick that yeah. up and throw it away. Like I do it. It's not that hard. It's weird because they're like small enough to where it's not. You don't really notice it, but then it's big enough to where you're like. Okay, that's kind of weird. But they like stick to everything. Yeah. Like the black, I find black little stickies everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Okay, this one's spicy. Are you ready? How often would you like sex a week, ladies? What are the options? One to two, two to three, three to four, four to five. For ladies, I'm yeah. going to say two to three. So it's a tie between one to two and two to three. Okay. It's 30% and 30%. Got it. And then a close one, 25% was three to four times. Oh, wow. Okay. And then a 15% of four to five times. Okay. So, yeah, probably around three. Yeah. Three is like the average. Interesting. Interesting, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say guys. I was worried about asking this question. I was like, oh, this is too personal. But guys, I was like, four to five? Um, no, actually. The same? Three to four. Three to four. Oh, wow. So it's the same. Yeah. Interesting. 25% said one to two, 12% said two to three, 38% said three to four, and 25% said four to five. Okay, so yeah, guys maybe skews a little bit more toward four and girls three. But I mean, in that three to five range. Yeah, three wow. to five. 
Five is a lot. Are all these people married? I don't know. Yeah, pro- but I, why does it matter? Like I, they can still. Well, have an for opinion. me, I thought I would. Oh, when I was unmarried, I thought I would want more sex than I actually do. Really? Yeah. You thought you'd want it more than you do? Yeah. Ouch. No, it has nothing to do with you. <laughs> I know, but that's just sad. A sad thing to think that. Well, I, I it's because like I kind of idolized it. It's like mm. it's like oh, you know, when we get married. To have all the sex we want, but I didn't know what sex was back then. <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> you didn't know, know what it's it just was. Like, you mean I, like I you viewed didn't know emotionally what it yeah, was? Yeah, I viewed it selfishly. Yeah. Like, what am I going to get out of it? You know what I mean? Yeah. This is a really interesting topic. Yeah. Yeah. Would you be comfortable saying how many times a week you'd be inter- you wanted? Yeah, I'd probably say one to two <laughs> years. What's mine? Three to four. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's an interesting. Yeah. She wants it more than me, which is, I guess, I don't know. But based <laughs> on that statistic, it sounds like men and women were pretty aligned. But yeah. I guess a lot of the time, what you, the narrative that you hear is that guys want it more than girls. Right. But and that's know. not always true. And that's yeah. so hurtful to me sometimes because I'm like, please don't yeah. stereotype feels... women and men because that's not always true. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It hurts because I'm like, thanks for rubbing it in once again. How many more do we have? Only a few. Okay, uh, ladies, is divorce an option in marriage? Woo! Yes or no? I say that they said no. 85% said no. 15% said yes. I asked why. Um, well, get oh, let's get to the men's. What do you think? What What do you think the gents same, same. said? They said 88% said no, 12% yeah. said yes. So Some of that's because, you know, it's mostly a Christian audience and the Christian true. belief is that. True. Somewhat. Yeah. I, I have some yeah, but, non-believers. Yeah, but the majority. Yes. Okay. So Could one, of the reason, one of the reasons was, and I mean, this makes sense that like if there's abuse, verbal or yeah. physical. Well, that's biblical, right? Like, right. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, abuse. Really if there's that. abuse and if there's adultery, if you cheat on them, that's grounds for divorce. But it doesn't always mean that you sure. have to. Yeah. Some people choose to stay together yeah. and through that. Yeah. But and others, also, what's cheating? Like, is. Yeah, emotional. You tech. I don't know. Yeah, porn. Yeah. Like, it could go right. all over the place. Right. Right. Okay. That leads me. Oh, no, actually, it doesn't lead me there yet. Is. Uh, next question. Is date night important in marriage? Yes, it is. No, it yes. isn't for gents. Yes. A hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> Ladies, is date night important yes. in marriage? A hundred percent. Whoa. Yes. Good job, guys. Way All right. Prioritize it. Speaking of uh, porn, is porn acceptable in marriage? Ladies. No. 96% said no and 4% said yes. Yeah. I also did ask those ladies, like, why is it? Why do you think it's acceptable? And I didn't get a response, so I'm not sure. Oh, hmm. yeah. Some people think it spices it up, um, but I don't know. I personally, we're not comfortable with it. No. And I, I mean, I'm comfortable even saying like, I think it's not permissible at all. Like, I think that it's. Yeah. Well, no. Same here. I mean, I think it's like pretty evil. Me it's too. an evil industry, and it's screwed up a lot of people and i think the argument for it is like oh it's natural for guys like they have that need and they but they can be that meat can be met with their wife right well (laughs) that's what we say but the wife maybe is like oh i can't feed that appetite so it's an outlet i'm not saying i agree with it i'm just providing 
that other rationale. Right. Why people say that it's yeah. okay. What do you think the gents said? I'm going to think, I think they, most of them said no. It's not 100% acceptable. 100% said no. Yeah. So that tells you in itself that the guys, the industry is steered more towards dudes. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, I know my, my, I have a thousand followers on Instagram. I'm not saying this is like the gold standard, but I'm just yeah. saying like, if, if a hundred percent of the guys are saying it's not acceptable, like that shows like it's not working, you know, yeah. it's not working. It's it doesn't this pornography. Industry yeah. I don't think it helps really ripping people apart. Yeah. I don't think it helps with intimacy. Like, cause you can have intimacy. That's like different in the bedroom. Like you can add things, you know, <laughs> like some yeah. people might not agree with that, but like toys and things like that. Like there's ways to make it fun. It yeah. Like, you don't have to bring pornography into it. Like that just, that just enhances the men's eyes to look for other women, not your wife. I think so too. Yeah. So that's all the questions I have. And on that note. I know, right? Not the best note to end on, but anyways. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's an issue of our times. And I, know. I mean, some, some uh, people's, there's camps of thought that think it's like an epidemic and it's kind of melting the minds of I think it of, is of the men in today's youth, youth, and uh, I, I mean just men in general. And there's no difference between uh, pornography viewership in the church and outside the church. Right. Just like there's not a difference between divorce inside the church and outside the church. Right. The, ra- exactly. the rates are the same. I'm not saying that those two are connected, porn and divorce. They are in some cases. Uh, um, but I've met many people. Yeah, they are connected in some cases. Um, but I'm more just sharing that yeah. there's not that big of a difference and it might be an issue that we're overlooking societally. I think um, it is an issue where because we want to be affirming or something. I don't know. Yeah. No, it's not permissible in my household. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Okay. So thanks for listening. Um, we're so glad we got to do the series. I'm so glad we got to do the series. I've been really looking forward to like sharing some things that we've learned and also just like unfolding our own marriage and yeah, it's been cool to reflect and look back and on then it. we can listen to this later on and it's so nice to just like hear where we've come from how far we've grown um so i don't know what the next topic's going to be i'm thinking maybe breathing methods because drew like loves learning mm-hmm. talking about breathing how to breathe yep so i'm thinking that you've been um, doing it all wrong <laughs> you know how every post is like You've been doing it. You've been brushing your teeth wrong. You've been doing the dishes wrong. That's how to get your attention. You've been making eggs wrong. You've been breathing wrong. Yeah, that's how you get people's attention. That's going to be the title of our next podcast. Don't know when it's going to come out yet. I'll let you guys know. But thank you so much for tuning in to all of our fun segments, not segments, all of our series titles, like, you know, the singleness, the dating, the marriage, the engagement, all that. That's been really fun for us. And I hope you guys have gotten something out of it. So. See you next time. Aloha.